Do you sit around and stress over what to title your chapters or maybe even what to title your book itself? Or maybe you don't stress necessarily, but when it comes to trying to name your chapters or trying to name your book, you're just kind of at a loss and have no idea (laughs) what the title is going to be, where to start, what would make a good title, all of that. Hey, I mean, we're long form writers, which means that writing titles is a lot like writing blurbs or writing copy for social media posts. It's just a different kind of writing than novel writing. And that means that in order to do it, we have to take pains to get into the right headspace. So today I'm going to teach you four possible strategies for coming up with titles that will hopefully make crafting them a lot easier for you. Okay, so stay tuned for that. Hi there, aspiring fiction author. Welcome to Fiction Author Business School. Do you want to write your stories with ease and confidence? Do you find yourself Googling how to write a fiction book or how to write a character arc? Do you want to create a fiction empire, but you can't even finish the story you're currently working on and you find yourself doubting it will even be good enough? Hi, I'm Liesl. I too have been writing stories since I was just a kid. I wanted to do something about my fiction writing dreams, but got information overload every time I looked for writing help because there's just so much out there on the internet. I wanted confidence that I wouldn't disappoint my readers and a plan to publish regularly. I knew the foundation of any author career, including the marketing aspect, is a stellar and well-written story, but I didn't know how to be sure that my story was solid. I went on a journey to figure out what really makes readers tick and how to incorporate those addictive elements into my story. In this podcast, you'll find specific tactical fiction writing tips, solutions to writing more words more efficiently, and secrets to mastering your author mindset. So put on your fuzzy slippers, grab a notebook and pen and some chocolate, and let's write some fiction. Oh, where do I start on this one? I have had so many works, so many stories that I've taken inspiration from when it comes to crafting my titles. Uh, Maybe I should start by just giving a disclaimer that you can craft your titles however you want. Okay, these are just suggestions. They're possible strategies that I use and I've found them to be really effective. But if you don't like them, don't use them. You know, there's literally no rhyme or reason or rules to how to title your chapters or even your books. Um, You can do whatever you want. Okay, with titling your books, there is a little bit of maybe you should use genre specific words, but beyond that, same thing like you can do whatever you want you know nobody's gonna say you must use this format for your title no I mean do whatever you want okay Um, it is a good idea for book titles to go a little bit genre specific on them in order for them to be marketed more easily but again even that is super broad and you can still do whatever you want within your genre conventions which those are some really broad parameters for titling your book right okay so I will say that naming your chapters or your book arbitrarily based on plot or, you know, for the chapters, just calling them chapter one, chapter two, it's not the best way to engage your audience. Now, I'm not bashing that particular approach to it. I have plenty of books, especially my early ones where the chapters are just called chapter one, chapter two. Okay, so not trying to be a hypocrite here and I'm not saying that's a bad idea, but again, you can use your chapter titles to engage your audience. So if you're just titling them really generically, you're kind of missing an opportunity there, okay? There are some stories and even some genres where you may not want to name your titles. I mean, you will have to look at your genre conventions for that. But here's the thing, not naming your titles, as I said, is a missed opportunity. Let me explain why. Naming the chapter, especially if the title is intriguing, will get your audience really thinking about it. 
as they read, they'll be looking for clues as to why the chapter is named the way it is. So you can create intrigue and you can create mysteries, more on that in just a minute, and you can actually get them to participate on a deeper level in the story as they read the chapter, okay? So how do we do this? I have three suggestions for you, and then I'm gonna um, add in some examples so that you understand what I mean. I would suggest that you name your chapters either using themes, emotions, or cloaked plot facts. Don't worry, I'm going to tell you what these all mean. Okay, themes. I want to start with the film The Last of the Mohicans. One of my favorite movies. It's also from the 90s. Um, this is the name for the entire, entire story, the entire film. So this would be kind of on a level of naming your book rather than just the chapter. Um, but I use it as an example here because it's such a good example of theme. The name for the film comes from something one of the minor, relatively minor characters says right at the end, okay? It's about um, the Mohicans is a Native American tribe that is disappearing. There are not very many people left of that tribe. And near the end, uh, one of them, his name is Chingachgook, says this. He says he's the last one, basically. He says, I, Chingachgook, the last of the Mohicans. And that is why the film is called that. Now, this came from dialogue, and that's another way that you can do it. But I'm, I'm coupling together dialogue and themes here, because generally, if it's said in dialogue, it also doubles as a theme. It's kind of the same thing. Um, so you can take whatever the theme is and create a title out of it. It can be something the characters say. It can be um, more of a theme that you're trying to get across throughout the, throughout the book. But if we go back to the chapter example, look at the chapter and figure out what the theme of the chapter is. First of all, are there any themes that you, you know, maybe they're story-wide or book-wide themes, but you're illustrating them in the chapter? Can you create a title out of that? Can you create a title out of something that one of the characters says that is related to the theme? By doing this, you are not only emphasizing the theme, which is a good thing, but it's actually an excuse to really blatantly state the theme as a chapter title. You know, most of the time you can't really do that in the narrative of the story, okay? So let's give an example. If somewhere in your chapter you write, I'm fine, she said, <laughs> you're probably not going to name your chapter, I'm fine, right? Unless it's an entire chapter about the character trying to convince someone she's fine when she's not. But then that just became a theme, didn't it? So using themes or significant dialogue is a really great way to come up with names for your chapters or for your entire book and have fun with this. Like I love looking for things that I could name the chapter. It's just, it can actually be a, a lot of fun to find those things and pull them out. And hey, you might even learn something about your chapter you didn't know before. Maybe there's a theme in there that you didn't even intend and then you see it and you're like, yeah, okay, let's name the chapter that, you know? All right, um, the second thing you can use beyond theme and dialogue are the feelings or emotions of the characters or their current mental state, okay? I remember reading Twilight a long time ago and there were some chapters, I honestly don't remember which book it was, it might have been the final book, where the book was actually sort of a quote and I think it was supposed to be Jacob saying it, but he wasn't saying it out loud, he was saying it to himself and it, I'm paraphrasing this because like I said, it's been a long time since I read it, but it was something like, why did you do that? Oh, right, because I'm an idiot. You know, I mean, things like that. And that was the actual title of her chapter was that little phrase that he was thinking to himself. It was funny, you know, whether you like that or not, whether you think it's cheesy or genius, good or bad, it, the, it's not the point. The point is she's using the character's mental state where he's at in his head to title the chapter. And that 
not only does it get kind of a chuckle from the audience, but it automatically tells us what he's thinking and where he's at with what's going on in the book. And that's actually really effective, guys. You know, so of course you can be more subtle than that if you want. Um, to go back to the previous example that I used of a character trying to convince someone she's fine when she isn't, you could go with I'm fine or even just fine as the character, or I mean as the uh, chapter title, right? But notice something, neither of these that I've talked about so far have really anything to do with the plot. So remember I said naming it just based on what's going on in the plot isn't the best? Well, if you're using theme or dialogue, that's very much internal. Theme is an internal thing for the reader. And emotions are internal for the characters. So I guess my point is that it can be a lot more effective to name a chapter based on something internal rather than external, which would be plot-based, okay? So now let's move on to number three. The third suggestion is using cloaked plot facts. Now, of course, this is more external because it's plot-based, but it's also not obvious. So one of my favorite series of all time is the Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan. And very often, uh, Robert Jordan would either use symbols. He had various symbols that he would put at the beginning of chapters. This was a traditionally published book, you know, and they had different vectors and things for different chapters. Or he would use the title to indicate that someone in the chapter was what he called a dark friend, which just means they're an enemy. They're working for the bad guys. You know, they're kind of the minions. And he wouldn't tell us explicitly in the chapter or in the plot who it was. So it would be like there was a symbol for dark friends at the beginning of the chapter, and then you would have a handful of characters and they would just you know, go about doing something that was maybe not innocuous. I mean, it's related to the plot in some way, but you would be reading it going, wait, 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 which one of these people is the dark friend? He's telling us that one of these people are going to betray the main character, and we have no idea which one it is, okay? That's really smart on his part. It gets the audience thinking, it gets them involved in the story and looking for clues and talking amongst themselves. Okay, which of these characters do you think is the dark friend, you know, and, and so on and so forth. Um, this is a little trickier. I'm not going to lie. It takes a little more planning and a little more work, but it is super fun if you can pull it off. Okay. So it would be, you know, just to use a more generic example, if you titled your chapter betrayal or something and in the tra in the chapter it's about the protagonist and his three best friends and he tells them a secret and tells them not to re repeat it to anyone end of scene and then the reader is left wondering where the betrayal was there was not actually a betrayal that happened in that chapter while well, it was there and we didn't see it and it's not obvious or is it just that one of the protagonist's friends is going to sell him out. And now the audience is wondering which one it is. See what I mean? And now they have to keep reading to find out, right? So those are my three suggestions. If you're having trouble titling either your chapters or your book at large, try using something internal like theme or the emotions or headspace that the character is in. Or if you're going to use something plot-based, make it intriguing, make it a little bit of a mystery, make it like suggestive of something that isn't obvious. That will very much get your reader involved in the story. It will get them thinking about things. It will get them to participate in a way that they wouldn't have if the chapters were just chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, okay? And again, once more, you can title your chapters however you want. <laughs> um, you can really just call the chapter the one where Harry had a divination lesson. I mean, if that's what works best for you, then do that, and that's totally fine. But if you want to go above and beyond titling your chapters and getting your audience involved and engaged, then try one of these things, okay? 
All right, I hope that's helpful. I hope that you can come up with some really fun titles based on that, and I hope you have a wonderful week of writing. I will be back next week, same time, same place. See you then. Thanks so much for listening today. Before you go, would you be willing to do me a solid? If you found any value at all in this episode today, would you be willing to share it with other authors just like you in the hopes that they might find some value in it as well? Happy story crafting this week. Remember, only you can bring the world the unique story that you are trying to tell. Only you can succeed in your own unique way in getting it out of your mind and your heart and into a medium where it can reach thousands if not millions of salivating readers. You don't have to worry about failure because there is always a market for awesome.